Whether you're the casual hockey observer or the epitome of a rabid Hawks fan, Blackhawks Live answers all your questions. It's just been a good sign this year that they all seem to be having fun, getting along, and working hard. I love those three things together. Joe Brand delivers the news, notes, and everyday gossip from the Madhouse on Madison. Here's Joe Brand. The way the hockey news cycle works, well, pretty much any sports news cycle, it can be very arbitrary, right? Last week, the Blackhawks are on the road. They're having a real rough road trip out in Canada, trying to figure some things out. And all of a sudden, tonight, we have... So much to talk about. Patrick Kane with a hat trick. Max Domi joined us on, well, rather joins us on the show tonight. We had a sit-down conversation with him. Jujar Kara, Alex Stalock, both returned to the ice in practice today. And Jonathan Taves with an update on his status with the Chicago Blackhawks for the remainder of this year. And although things aren't too clear of what Jonathan Taves' situation will be like for the next month, the next couple of months, at least we do have a little bit of clarity that he will finish this year contractually with the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. We come at you every week for an hour where we sit down about the previous week, but tonight it's going to be a lot about what happened last night. And at the United Center last night may have been one of the best games of the year. One of the best turnouts for sure. I think it was the second most attended game at the United Center this season in terms of Blackhawks hockey. It was first responders night. Shout out to the first responders out there. They were represented very well and uh, once again, very engaged. I will always say Blackhawks fans are very engaged no matter what the circumstances for Hawks games. And boy, did Patrick Kane put on a show. A hat trick, a four-point night. His teammates were trying to get him his fourth goal of the night. We'll talk to Max Domi about that. But if indeed it was a farewell tour for Patrick Kane last night at the United Center, boy, what a performance did he put on. Vintage Patrick Kane is what it looked like. And he's now collected five goals over his last two games. Jack Heinrich is our producer here at 720 WGN. Jack, you were at the game yesterday. Anything that uh, perked your interest about that one last night? Because you've covered a lot of games now. Yeah, that was one of the better ones that I've had. I mean, just starting last year, they haven't been the best. But uh, I just thought it was interesting. Kane, after the game, he talked a lot about how that felt. And he was very complimentary to the fans, and he's been all year. And he really, I, he doesn't really know what the future holds. And he's only got one more game tomorrow before the deadline. But he's going out. If he's going out, that's how you go out. Jack Heinrich also gets all the sound from the Blackhawks locker room. What was the environment like in there last night? Oh, whenever they win, it's it's a party. The music's the music's blasting. Uh, we got in there pretty quick, and it cleared out pretty quick. But Kane was still in uniform. He still had uh, at least like the lower pads on, and he was taking his skates off as we went up to his locker. So he was fresh off the ice, and he talked for almost five minutes. So very in depth as usual, and a lot of good stuff that he said. Yeah, put aside any thought of him going to Toronto, right? Yeah, he said uh, that wasn't on his list. He said, I don't know where he got those uh, rumors from or the sources from. It was kind of funny. Uh, he said that wasn't a place he was looking for. He also said that his agent and Davidson had been talking daily. So something might happen, something not, but they kept asking him 
could you see yourself here? And he's like, of course, I could see myself staying. And, of course, I'd want to stay. He's saying all the right things, but um, I think he really doesn't know what he wants. I think he really wanted to go to New York if he was going to leave, and that trade for Tarasenko is really making him think about it. He's he's stated before that he hasn't give, given Kyle Davidson a list of teams. Mm-hmm. And even Kyle Davidson said that he's not looking that ne- looking at that negative, negatively. He's he's making sure that Patrick Kane is in the driver's seat with this entire situation, and that seems to be the case. I'm with you, Jack. I don't think he knows. I don't think Patrick Kane knows. And what, what I want to know is, what did last night do? Mm-hmm. Did it sway him one way or the other? Because I can see both arguments. You put on a show in front of the United Center, you get your 11th career hat trick, ninth in the regular season, but his, his 11th overall, his second against Toronto, his third in the month of February. He had a four-point night. His teammates and Domi and Tyler Johnson were trying to get him his fourth goal of the night, which is, which is pretty surprising. Patrick Kane has had 11 hat tricks in his career. He's never had four it's goals crazy. in a game. Yeah, He's never had that fourth goal. Uh, that would have been even just cherry on top if it does happen to be his last game. You get the number one star selection. You get to say thank you to the fans. You get your right off into the sunset, right, if it is his last game. Now, on the other hand, kind of gives him a taste of why he's liked it here so much, what's been enjoyable here, the fan base that adores him, the ability to put on a show for that fan base and, and feel that love all once again, and even the teammates, too. I mean... So many guys this year have talked about how fun this year has been and how much they're enjoying it. They're almost last in the NHL. I yeah, mean, they're that, tied for last, yeah. <laughs> that that doesn't happen. That doesn't always happen. And I think there's a lot of people and things to credit that for, and we've said it a million times. Coaching staff is a big reason of it. They keep these guys motivated each and every day, but it's not easy to do. I mean, there's mm-hmm. definitely... You need to tip the hat. You need to tap the stick for creating that type of environment. And I could see that enticing players to want to sign with the Blackhawks moving forward. Now, yes, that's that's all positive, uh, not so much sugarcoating, but everything in a perfect world, right? Because there's still a lot of hockey to be played. There's still a lot of games to be lost. And I mean that by saying there's a lot of talented teams out there that are more talented than the Blackhawks. And... It was a great way to end the road trip, taking down Ottawa, coming back. And that still astounds me. The Blackhawks are tied for the NHL lead in terms of multi-goal comebacks in the third period. It's a sports for you right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. And just overall, multi-goal comebacks, they lead the NHL. I, I think it does say a lot about this team, though. You look at that last game in Ottawa. They're down two goals in the third period. The last, not even 20 minutes, the last 15 or so minutes of a rough road trip where they're down by two, they're about to be swept on this road trip, and they say, nah, nah, let's tie things up. Let's win it in overtime because we want to. And it's not it's not always just a flip of the switch like that, but because we can. And they did, and again... They can do this against good teams. It takes a lot, but they are capable of it. And it it can show, and it it takes a lot for that to come to fruition. But, I mean, what what a cool trait for a team in a rebuild to have. Especially early with Richardson his first year. You've instilled that. 
into your team. And I think it's credit to the leaders, too, with Taves and Kane and Murphy, those guys that have the CNA on their sweaters, that they're policing the locker room. Because Richardson says he doesn't go in there a lot, and he relies on those guys. So creating that culture, especially with guys that have been in the league for 15, 16 years with one organization, and they still have that fight. And, I mean, they've had bad losses. I mean, that road trip was really bad until that last period. So, but... I think that's something to look for in the future, and I think that's something Kane's got away as well. A recent video that was posted by the Hawks sad Luke Richardson just leaning against the wall where Andreas Athanasi was given out the team belt to Cole Gutman, who scores his first NHL goal against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Sunday that gave the Blackhawks the lead. It was the game-winning goal, but just a perfect example of yeah, letting these guys handle it. Uh, unfortunately, now the Hawks are without Jonathan Taves for some time. We don't know how long. We don't know how... Serious, but it it seems pretty serious if the fact that Taves was trying to return, he was on the ice last week, and then they kind of pulled back those workouts and said, let's take another breather. Jonathan Taves putting his health first and foremost. I think that's the right thing to do. That's the noble thing to do. And that's probably in his head the unpopular thing to do. He hates sitting out. Luke Richardson said even if you go back to December, the one game he sat out where they called up Lucas Reichel to New Jersey – he was not happy about it, and that's just the kind of competitor that Jonathan Taves is. we got a lot more to get to. We're giving away a Brew Pub pizza, or I should say a lots of amounts of pizza, from our friends over at Brew Pub. want to remind you also, though, that Blackhawks Live is sponsored by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get. More about Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. Are we done seeing them in Blackhawks sweaters? I don't think so, and I'll tell you why next. Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Man, I know you played this bump in a pinch. But I dig this song. Have you ever heard this song, Jack Heinrich? Uh, no. I think only here. <laughs> when I hit the button. How long has this been going on by the players? It's good. I like it. One of my favorite things to do is... Well, I don't live in the city anymore, full disclosure. But coming home from, well, let's say the United Center, uh, driving... Well, I can't say the United Center because it's driving on a summer night with all the windows down, driving in the city, and just blasting that song. I don't know. It just it just creates a good vibe. I'm Joe Brand. He's Jack Heinrich. This is Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Patrick Kane with a hat trick last night was his 11th of his career. That's nine in the regular season, two in the postseason. It was his second against the Toronto Maple Leafs of his career. It was his third in the month of... February, And I bring up the statistic about the month because there's a really interesting stat, I find it interesting at least, about Patrick Kane and his hat tricks. His hat tricks are spread out throughout the year in terms of months. There's one month he has not scored a hat trick that you're guaranteed to play more than a handful of games in the regular season. 312-981-7200. If you can give us that answer, you win a lots of matzo pizza from our friends over at Brew Pub. There is one month where Patrick Kane has not scored a hat trick where you're pretty much, you know, you are guaranteed to play regular season hockey games in this month. Patrick Kane has not scored a hat trick in this month, and this is really the only month that he's missing a hat trick in his career. And I'll give you a hint, it already passed this season. Jonathan Taves is out for the foreseeable future. Kyle Davidson basically made it clear that he's not being moved. 
Any idea of Taves coming back around the trade deadline is very, very optimistic thinking is what it sounded like, and and anything about moving Taves is secondary is how Kyle Davidson labeled it. Jonathan Taves is focusing on his health right now, and from what we've seen from him this year, he got off to a fantastic start. He reached 11 goals for the fastest amount of time that he ever has in his career. I mean, that's very impressive compared to sitting out a few years ago, having a rough season last year, and then keeping this confidence in himself. He got off to a great start, and all of a sudden, we're rethinking Jonathan Taves' situation on this team. And Jonathan Taves possibly being traded. But now, unfortunately, since he hasn't played since January 28th, and if you remember, he missed the one game against the New Jersey Devils in December, and then on that Canadian road swing right before the All-Star break, he missed the game against the Vancouver Canucks. I take... Yeah, I take... uh, He played the game against the Vancouver Canucks. He took the game off against Calgary. I, I know I'm mixing it up, but there's three games he played in one of them. And then it kind of progressed to waiting to see when he would come back, and it was always just a day-to-day thing. And it never came, and he did take the ice. He took the ice with Alex Stalock, who will actually share some insight on hanging out with Jonathan Taves during that rehab process, but it, it didn't quite work. Let's go to Brittany, who called in and is trying to get the right answer here to win a lots and lots of pizza from our friends over at Brew Pub. Brittany, there is one month where Patrick Kane has not scored a hat trick. What month do you think that was? Is it January? It's not January, Brittany. I'm sorry, because he scored a hat trick actually against the Toronto Maple Leafs on January 15, 2016. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. No problem. Thank you, Brittany. Again, if you think you know the answer, 312-981-7200. One month that Patrick Kane has not scored a hat trick in his career. And again, it's it's a month where you play hockey. And again, a hint, it's already passed. I uh, hopped over at uh, the Fox Studios yesterday at WFLD because they were asking about the Jonathan Taves situation. And Lou Canellis was asking, has Jonathan Taves played in his final game with the Hawks? I'm not ready to leap to that conclusion. And I'm not ready to leap there because of a couple of things. Number one, his start this season, getting off to such a good start. Also the fact that he had been trying to come back. He had been trying to return to the Hawks, and it just wasn't quite working out. And his competitive nature, how badly he wants to get back, again, I'm not ready to jump to the conclusion that he is done in a Blackhawks sweater this year. Again, it looks like he's going to finish this year contractually with the Blackhawks. Kyle Davidson didn't publicly say that, but a lot of the reporters out there went ahead and and made that conclusion. And again, if you read between the lines of what Kyle Davidson had to say, they're, they're keeping his health first and foremost in consideration. And I think that's the right thing to do for the Hawks. It's the right thing to do for Jonathan Taves right now. And if he is finishing this year with the Hawks, and maybe that's it, he's kind of doing it in a way where, I mean, nothing's going to taint his legacy. Nothing is going to tarnish 
his existence with the Blackhawks. He's, he's going to finish as, as one of the best Blackhawks ever. So right now, he's just trying to keep the long-term goal in mind. And right now, he's trying to just make sure that he's able to get back on the ice. I mean, I'm sure he wants a moment like Patrick Kane had last night. And again, that's that's not saying let's jump to that was Patrick Kane's last game. I, I think there's still a lot of decisions to be made for Kane. And I think there's still a lot for Patrick Kane to consider and think about. And clearly he's, he's having a difficult time with this. And and how could you not? But the other thing is, I, I don't think Kane is complaining about it at all, right? He, he has said multiple times, it's just the situation that it is. It's just what we're dealing with right now. And that's because he's gained the benefit of the doubt by getting that earning, that no-trade clause, I should say. Let's go to Steve on the phone line. As uh, Steve looks like he's got the right answer. Steve, what month did Patrick Kane not score a hat-trick so far in his career? Uh, it was October. It was October. Did you know that, Steve, or did you have to look it up? No, I heard it yesterday. They were talking about it after he scored his hat-trick, and they didn't mention October. Steve, I, I like how you're a consistent listener, and it just won you a pizza from Brew Pub Pizza. Oh, great. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. That is Steve. And uh, we got to get to a break, and then Steve Ruxin's got the news. We're talking to Max Domi on the other side of the news, though. Domi, with quite a year and quite a guy to learn from. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. We're talking with Blackhawks forward Max Domi. And Max, uh, kind of a nostalgic week for you with all the Toronto matchups, or you kind of passed that now because I'm sure you've faced them a handful of times. Uh, definitely passed it for sure, but it's always exciting. I mean, I always have that, that game circle on the calendar at the start of the year for sure. A lot of memories, especially going back home in Toronto, seeing the family and friends and everyone. They all get pretty excited to see me play in person. So, um, yeah, it's always fun going home and, and then obviously Montreal as well. I was born in Winnipeg, um, then a lot of memories with my dad playing against the Ottawa Senators, so kind of get them all over with in, in one shot there, but uh, no, it's good. It's, uh, it's nice to be back home for a couple games here, but that was a fun road trip. You feel like you're adapting to Chicago well? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, man. I, I love it here. It, it does really remind me of, of, of home, for sure. Um, just the way the city is, um, the way they support their hockey and, and their, their really the, all the sports teams here, it's, it's second to none, so I'm uh, really enjoying it. Last night was quite a game, quite a game for you, quite a game for the team and, and the fans too. Um, where does that rank this season so far, that game alone? Yeah, I mean, the support from uh, from the fans has been, has been unbelievable. I mean, obviously it's, it's been a tough year for, for everyone. Um, frustrating, but they've, they've stuck with us every step of the way. And, uh, I mean, Kaner said it best. I mean, I heard him yesterday. It's, uh, it's almost... Um, he gets gets the hair to stand up on your on your arms a little bit when when you hear him go nuts and, and how much they love this team is is, is pretty special. So um, great game overall, huge win. Nice to see eighty eight get the hat trick in front of everyone. Uh, he's a big part of that win. So overall, I think we got everyone going pretty good right now. Just got to keep it up. Hey, you guys almost helped eighty eight get goal number four for the yeah, first time. We tried, we tried for sure, but you know I think Johnny tried a little too hard. But uh, <laughs> no, it was nice to ice it off um, at the end. It's a big win. I know you've really been cherishing your time with Patrick Kane, and it's kind of cool because throughout his time here, he's he's had different line mates and kind of different sidekicks, and, and you've kind of adapted to that role. What's uh, what's more, one of the more significant things you've learned from Patrick Kane so far this year? Um, there's there's so many things. I mean, the list is so long that I wouldn't really get into all of them, but uh, just how much of a professional he is. I mean, day in, day out, I mean, practice, morning skates, 
his attention to detail and, and just the way that he kind of moves out there. And um, I mean, it, it really is. We're very lucky to learn from a guy like that and to be able to watch him every single day. You pick up something new every single day and um, just how competitive he is, really. Um, I mean, every game he goes in, so he wants to be the best player on the ice, which I think all of us I mean, strive to do that, but, but he, he takes it a step further. I mean, he gets a goal early, he wants that second one. When he gets an assist early, he wants that second one. And um, it's it just the drive for him to succeed and be the best player out there is something that I think we can all learn from. And um, there's a reason why he's been so successful over his career. It's, it really is impressive. A lot of your teammates have been acknowledging your attention to detail, how well you keep care of your body, and I know you kind of have to in multiple mm-hmm. aspects. Any Anything that you and Patrick have picked up from each other in, in terms of that? I mean, just always keeping an eye on making sure you're at your tip-top physical shape? Yeah, I think I'm a little crazier than, than most. Um, I think Cannon gets a good kick out of it. But uh, it's just a hobby of mine, man. I got, some guys like going home and playing video games. I like going home and taking care of myself. So um, I like feeling good, uh, getting in tune with, with, with what makes you feel good, what doesn't, and, and sticking to a pretty disciplined uh, regime that, I mean, I think that the more you can do that, the, the better off you're going to be. And it's such a long, long season, 82 games, and there's so much going on that the more you can really dictate, uh, I mean, how you take care of yourself after games, after practices, those those things that are out of your control almost start to feel like they, they're a little bit more in reach. Um, when you when you know you've done everything you possibly have to do to feel good every single night, it's uh, it's a good feeling, and um, I mean helps helps the days go by, and um, it just feels like you're prepared every single night. So you don't have it, you know you've done everything you possibly can. Is there ever a day where you kind of slip on your routine a little bit, and then do you feel like it takes a while to, to catch back up at all, or are you pretty good at just moving forward? I think I'm, I'm getting a little older now, so I, I tend to stray a little bit less than I used to, but you learn the hard way because when you don't do certain things and you feel off, I mean, it's enough to be, all right, I don't want to do that again, but uh, I mean, there's certainly, I mean, we're all human, so that's going to happen, but you try and limit that as much as possible and, 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 and just stick to it. I mean, like I said, it's 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 just a discipline and mentality and an approach that not many guys want to do. But I think if if, if your mindset is to, to play into as long as you can when you're late 30s and you have no choice but to do that. So um, I've always seemed to gravitate to the guys that are a little older. Whether it was I mean Nate Thompson um, playing into his late 30s, he's 38 now. Even Jack Johnson, um, not that he's that old yet, but towards the end and, and you talk to these guys and they, they're like, man, I wish I would have started this when I was young. Um, or even Shane Doan when I was when I was in uh, Arizona. I mean, the list goes on of all these older guys. Mike Smith, uh, the goalie. And, and they all said the same thing. They're like, dude, I wish I took care of myself even better when I was in my early 20s. So um, just being around that kind of like, set a light bulb off in my brain. I was like, I should start doing this stuff now and, and see if it pays off. And, and so far, so good. I mean, it feels as good as I did when I was 20 years old, um, even better in some ways. So um, Tom Brady is someone that I've looked up to my whole life and lucky enough to have uh, a bit of a personal relationship with him too. And um, he's always said the same thing. Um, the physical approach is, is just as important as the mental and, and vice versa. So you got to take care of your body. You got to take care of your mind. And, um, and it, it allows you to play the game that you love as long as you want, really. And, and that's the goal. you feel like that's a result at all of you observing your dad's game kind of towards the end of his career do you feel like that's why you kind of a, a, attached to them a little bit more i don't know i mean i think it's more literally just watching um guys like tom or or, or then getting front row seats to guys like i mean matt sundin um, who 
was still I mean, he scored 500 goals um, playing for one of the most storied franchises in hockey and in the hockey mecca and as a captain of that team and, and how he took his day-to-day approach of, of being a professional and preparing recovering all that stuff um, I mean that was my guy growing up and, and he worked harder than anyone so I think those those are the guys you learn from and of course my dad's always going to be number one on the list and, I mean, he was my dad he was my idol and I wanted to be like my pops you know what I mean but um, within that you see all these other guys and then again like I talked about you, you play a line with a guy like Patrick Kane his approach to every day to day is going to be much different than a guy like Matt Sundin and his approach is going to be even different, more different than a guy like Nate Thompson. Um, but you can you can kind of take little bits and pieces of, of, of all these guys that are doing something to to stick around for as long as they did. Guys that play over a thousand games are doing something different than most guys because the percentage of guys that play that many games is, is not very high. And um, I, I think one of my goals, apart from winning a Stanley Cup, is, is to play as long as I can. And, and to get to that over a thousand game mark is, is not easy to do. So you got to do some things that aren't necessarily um, things that you want to do, but you find ways to do them on those days that you don't, you're going to get rewarded eventually. I, I'm a firm believer in that. So the, the days that you want to just kind of do nothing, um, I mean, those are the decisions that you have to do. All right, you know what? I'm going to do this today. And, and, and it's amazing how good you feel after that. And you get rewarded just for doing something that isn't always um, necessarily ideal for you in that given moment. You make that sacrifice and you stick to it over and over again. You keep making those little decisions. They add up over time and in and, and the, and the large scheme of things, um, I think that's that's where things come full circle in the end. Do you allow yourself to have a cheat day? Do you have any guilty pleasures? Um, yeah, I think everyone does. Um, again, as, as a type 1 diabetic, you got to be pretty close with that. But um, if my blood sugar goes low, that, that cheat day is, is pretty much right there. So um, <laughs> I go basically whatever sugar I can get my hands on at that point. So I, I don't want to really classify it as a cheat day because it's almost a necessity at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I definitely stretch it out a little bit for sure. Do you ever hear any of the Ron Santo stories? No. So he used to keep candy bars in his locker just in case. Same okay. thing, blood sugar. And there was a game. It was the 10th inning. He's waiting on deck. And he's hoping the guy in front of him can hit a home run, end the game, something like that. Yeah. He, he gets a walk. So Ron Santos coming up to the plate. He's like, I'm picking three spots, high, middle, low. I'm going to swing at whatever. Swings at the first pitch, middle, hits a home run, game's over. Um, It's it's those types of stories, but it's also, I mean, the people you've touched, I know your dad got to meet somebody firsthand who, who is playing hockey because of you and your book. Uh, are you starting to recognize how many people you're touching in that regard, or, or yeah. you just kind of? You know what? I've been lucky, man. Over my career, every every single team's really been uh, uh, giving me the opportunity to have my voice and share my story, and, and also that platform that we, we've been given to, to spend some time with some kids after games or after practices. And um, I mean, that goes back to when I was like 16, 17 years years old in London. I mean, it might as well have been in the NHL at that rate, and playing for the Knights, winning championships every year, and um, you kind of get treated like you're in the NHL uh, at a pretty young age so I, I've been lucky to have that platform as, as long as I can really remember in, in, in terms of the diabetic community and um, GDRF which is like kind of the, the leader of, of, of charities in our in our field and um, they've supported me from day one as well and various companies that I've partnered up with over the years to, to give me even more of a, a platform to share my story and, and to reach out to kids and then to me that's literally all I care about is is uh, is, is knowing that I have the opportunity to, to do what Bobby Clark did for me. Um, he 
took literally 30 seconds out of his day to say, hey, listen, I mean, I, I was a type one just like you, and, and I made the NHL, I won Stanley Cups, so I was a captain of my team, and I did it before we have any of this cool technology that you have now, so you can do the same thing. And there's so many tough days, I mean, that, that I've faced, that everyone faces, um, yourself included, and you're like, yeah why me kind of thing and, and, and you're allowed to feel that you're a human but for, for, for me personally I was just like I would automatically go to when Bobby Clark said you know you can still do it and and that's what got me through those tough days and and I know firsthand what that's like and, and how, how that's changed my whole life not just as a hockey player but as a as a day to day human being as well and I told myself like if I ever get the opportunity to, to have the same voice um, that Mr. Clark had with me I'm going to take full, op, full advantage of that and, and I've just tried to do that as much as I can to, to show these kids, whether it's a boy or a girl, or I mean, despite the age, hey, listen, I, I can relate to you. You can still achieve whatever dreams you have in life, and um, it's something that I think is, is bigger than hockey to me. And um, hockey just is a big part of the reason why I have the voice I have. So I'm grateful for that, and I'm going to keep trying to build as much as I can and, and, and change the community and, and, and also just encourage kids and parents and, and relate to them and make them feel better. And whatever I possibly can do to make it easier on them is kind of the, the main focus. Why I'm here. Last one. What's the best advice you've gotten from your dad? Not about hockey. Um, you know, my, my parents are both uh, pretty special people. I love them to death, and uh, I mean, the, the main thing they both told me was um, treat others the way you want to be treated, um, and, and always uh, respect others, respect your elders, and just be the hardest working person in, in the room. And uh, believe in yourself. I mean, I know there's quite a few cliches in there, but um, those are things that are pretty simple. But if you if you genuinely tell yourself those things day to day and you believe them, uh, you'd be amazed what you can achieve in this world. So, uh, again, both pretty inspirational parents that, that I've looked up to and had the luxury of learning from them every single day and, 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 and showing that if you believe in yourself and you love something and you want it, go get it. Um, and that's just kind of how I was raised. So, again, very grateful for that and love both of them to death. It's Max Domi. Thank you for this. Thanks, buddy. We'll have more Blackhawks Live coming up, 720 WGN. I don't have any great story to go along with this bump. Still enjoy it, though. Last segment of Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Hey, if you were at the game last night and you threw your hat onto the ice after Patrick Kane picked up his 11th hat trick of his career, did you know that you can replenish it with a brand new Blackhawks hat at 20% off? Yeah, that's right. The Blackhawks store, cbhshop.com, the Madhouse team store, 20% off a new Blackhawks hat. Whether you're at the game or not, you can just go ahead and buy a new one. Definitely a ton of cool stuff over there, but uh, just a cool night at the United Center. Uh, Great crowd. I love the 5 o'clock puck drops on Sundays. You know, we don't, for whatever reason, there aren't too many day games for the Hawks at home much anymore. I know there was a 1 o'clock game earlier this year, but I know when football ends, that's what allows the Hawks to move their games up a little bit. So they had a 5 o'clock game last night, or yesterday afternoon, however you want to categorize it. They've got one more 5 o'clock Sunday game before the season comes to an end. I remember when NBC had the rights to the NHL broadcasts, and, man, Sunday afternoon games, especially in college, that was that was fun. Saturday afternoon games too. I remember playoff games being in the afternoon. I, I remember the Hawks Wings. I think there was the year that the Hawks lost to the Wings in the uh, 
Western Conference Final before their first cup in 2010, so that would have been 2009. But there's something about daytime hockey. And even even yesterday's circumstance where you start the game and you just see the little sliver of sunlight coming out through the windows inside the building, it's just it's something cool. And I know, Jack, we leave the United Center quite a bit after, mm-hmm. after we wrap up the post-game show and everything, but it's just... It's interesting to walk out of the United Center and it not be completely pitch black and in the throws me off. Yeah, right. I was I didn't know what time it was, but it is nice. You can always feel a different buzz. I remember last year one of the first games that I started doing the reporting uh, was the day after Thanksgiving, and I think they played the Blues, and it was like okay, a yeah. two o'clock start on that Friday on yeah, Black y- Friday. That's and true. They do have those day games on Black Friday. You're right. It's a it's a, you can always feel a little buzz because it's a different time. It's a holiday, and they're playing one of their rivals, and those are always fun when they switch the times up. Everyone's a little bit more excited too, I think, just because yeah. they've got the whole day in front of them. Um, but yeah, it's just a cool, fun twist, you know. Obviously, uh, the outdoor games do that too. Looked like a, a cool environment out in Raleigh over the weekend, where the Carolina Hurricanes finally got a chance to uh, have an outdoor game. I think I I heard that. Other than the two expansion teams in Vegas and Seattle, that was the last team to have an outdoor game for the Carolina Hurricanes, which is kind of surprising to hear because with the Florida teams, but I know I know even they've had some opportunities with it. I know they had one out at Dodger Stadium. That was pretty cool. Uh, but the next one next year will be even cooler over at uh, T-Mobile Park, home of the Seattle Mariners, when the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights will face off. That'll be a cool way to wrap it up. Speaking of wrapping things up, Blackhawks finish their homestand tomorrow evening. It'll be against the Vegas Golden Knights, so that'll be a tough matchup. 7.30 puck drop, a 7 o'clock pregame. Then it's a four-game road trip out west before the Hawks return home, and uh, they'll have one home game in the month of March before the trade deadline. That'll be against the Dallas Stars. And it is kind of interesting. Actually, John Hansen posed it to me a little bit earlier today as he was wrapping up Your Money Matters. Um, obviously, the Dallas Stars are, are one of those teams in talks or rumored to be a possible destination for Patrick Kane. I mean, how bizarre would it be if they made that move before that game? And because it's the day before the trade deadline, you can maybe rush some things with physical and, and just dotting all the T's and crossing all the I's and... All of a sudden, Patrick Kane is playing against the Hawks at the United Center. Clearly a ton of hypotheticals tossed out there. Nothing has been decided. I have no idea what's going on in Patrick Kane's mind. And I think uh, he's still got to do some deciding for himself. Hey, by the way, in hockey, everyone loves the power play. Well, your local Chevy dealer has a power play to get your attention. Chevy Auto Showtime is back. And now's your chance to score big and save thousands on a new Chevy car, truck, or SUV. This is one auto showtime deal you don't want to miss, so check out the Chevy All-Stars at your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers, or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details. Take your best shot. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Another big thanks to Max Domi and the Blackhawks for setting up that interview. Great to hear Max Domi and everything he has to say. What a committed dude uh, that has to just deal with a lot to make sure he's at his peak physical form each and every day, and he clearly does that. Big thanks to our producer, Jack Heinrich. Again, our next broadcast tomorrow night when the Blackhawks host the Vegas Golden Knights pregame show, FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show right here on 720 at 7 o'clock. This has been Blackhawks Live.